Welcome to Combat Sports Talk. My name is Ryan Smith, and we are live here at Austin Avenue in Plano, Texas, watching UFC 243, Robert Whitaker versus Izzy Adesanya. I am here with the double champ and coach extraordinaire, George G Money Stallworth. How are you tonight? Doing lovely, doing lovely. What's up, Combat Sports Talk Nation? It is time, man. We, so it's, it's such a packed place in here tonight that we, we are watching this awesome card on one of the smallest screens in the place because it's football season in Texas and you can't disrupt the, the games. You know, as, as much as we like to think that most of these folks are here for the, the football games, I don't think so. I'm looking at everybody and they're watching the fights. Well, the fights are going on. We have one fight already under the belt. That was Justin Taffa, who is a protege of Mark Hunt, who got knocked out by chin strike destruction. Brutal. Brutal destruction. Jorgen DeCastro, he's a new fighter having his UFC debut. He was on uh, Dana White's Contender Series, and he is making a name for himself early here on this big card. They need to nickname him Jorgen Eyes Closed DeCastro. Yes, he landed that awesome punch with his eyes closed. I think he thought he was going to get hit. I he don't know bracing. what he thought, but he closed those eyes and swung for the fences, and he clipped him. It was clean. It was clean. You got to go back and watch that highlight. I mean, uh, Justin Taffa was coming in for a strike, and he ended up just gliding in for a landing, knocked out on the canvas. Stiff and cold. He's not waking up for a couple of hours. He's, he's going to wake up later on tonight eating chicken wings somewhere. All right, well, we are down to the second fight of the night. Luke Jumo versus Diego Lima. The Jedi versus Diego, huh? That's right. Now, this is a welterweight fight. Um, we got a New Zealander in, in Luke Jumo. He's coming out of Phuket top team in city kickboxing. That's where Izzy Adesanya and Dan Hooker are fighting out of. Absolutely. So, man, we got three of the uh, city kickboxing guys fighting on the card tonight. Obviously, they've all been in camp together, man. I'd look for these guys all to be well-conditioned. Absolutely. I, you know, it's one of those things, whenever you go to one of these more exotic locations and you get some of the local fighters fighting in front of their hometown crowds, it's really tough to beat them. And so, you know, I'm really interested to see how Luke Jamo fights tonight because this is, uh, this is as big a stage as it's going to get in Australia. You know, I've never heard of Luke before, but I do know Diego Lima. He trains out ATT over in Atlanta, man. Yeah. Uh, game fighter, very game fighter. I think he's done a couple of se or did a season or so on the Ultimate Fighter as well. He has a brother who is also fighting at one of the highest levels. I think his brother's over at Bellator right now. So I don't know if you got a pick on this one yet. Do you? Well, well Diego Lima is coming in as the as the favorite. He's the minus 145 to Luke Jamo's 115. So it's a pretty close fight. A lot of these fights are close. There's only one that's pretty out, outlandish uh, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a betting odds for, type of thing. But I'm looking at it, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I like Luke Jumo in front of, in front of his hometown crowd. He's got I'm four first-round finishes, man, and the guy's got this taekwondo background, if I'm not mistaken. So I'd look for some, uh, some slick stuff to come out, out of him. I'm going to go with Diego Lima, though. All I'm, right. I'm going with bread and butter. Okay, here we go. This is our first fight pick of the night where we disagree. I can't wait to be proven right. We'll be back after these results. All right, we have the results of the Luke Jumo versus Diego Lima. It was a split decision victory by Diego Lima. I'm pretty shocked. I would have thought you would have enjoyed the fact that it was a split, being that you picked Jedi Jumo. Well, I, I don't know, but... Lima must be Anakin Skywalker because he took out the Jedis. Man, those leg kicks. What did you think about that? Debilitating. I mean, we always talk about the power of the leg kick. And you can just see how whatever the game plan was for Jumo coming into that fight, it quickly changed once that leg started swelling up. You know, one of the things I want to make a remark about is not only was it a leg kick, it was a calf kick. And you're seeing that more and more in MMA. Talk about These that. These guys are really targeting the calf specific, specifically in order to take out that leg, man. And if you saw Jumu, he, he almost started this lean back thing instead of putting pressure on that foot and stepping forward. I think he, Jumu would have done a lot better if he had threw the cross as a result of the leg kick. Plant, throw the right cross. Every time this guy throws this leg kick at you. Yeah. Instead, he was leaning back, trying to catch him with this hook. You're putting your weight on your back foot. You're eating this kick on your, on your calf of all places, and therefore you're taking away your own mobility. It's like... Right. He, that is basic corner in one-on-one. -on -one. I, I wish his corner 
would have made those those adjustments for him in between rounds because he took three rounds of leg kicks to the calf. Well, th 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 this is not a very good showing for for the hometown crowd. You know, their their their, their fighter in uh, Justin Taffa got knocked out. Then Jumo got you know outclassed. I mean, Lima Lima put on his shirt and looked like he was just warming up. You got to remember, Lima is a game fighter that's been in the game for quite some time. I think he's an uh, the an ultimate fighter uh, competitor at some point throughout his career. He's been in the UFC for you know this is not new for him. Right. And and like I said, he's he's been training, uh, not training, but he's been fighting on a world class level for a while now. Well, he did he did his thing, you know. And and I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you coming in, you got third round, you've lost two rounds in my book. You got to come out guns blazing. You got to take some chances. And, and I didn't see that from Lima tonight. Now, I guess it worked out for him because he, he uh, there was a judge there tonight who gave him a the, the win, and I, I'm shocked by that. Dude, we've, we've said this time and time again, judging in MMA has to have an overhaul. There's no way any judge should have given that fight to, to Jedi Jumu. I, I don't know what that judge was watching where their thoughts were on that. I don't know if that was like some hometown judge or whatever, but something has to be done about judging in MMA, and it's going to be up to the UFC to step up and figure that out because the commissions aren't. Someone needs to be, I guess, jockeying to the commissions or in, in some way, I don't know, what is it they do over in Capitol Hill when lobbying, lobbying yeah. the commissions in order to rectify this because you're playing with people's lives. These fighters, they're show money, and then there's win, win money. money. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. And somebody could have easily just given that win money undeservedly to the wrong fighter. That's correct. So, yeah, I, we do definitely need to do something. You know, one of the things that we talked about um, is the possibility of having some of these retired fighters become judges. So, okay. I thought about that, and I, I, I don't know if I think I told you. I was out at CSA this past uh, week for What's Coach's CSA? Clinic. Combat Sports Academy over in Dublin, California. Coach Kieran Fitzgibbon. Shouts out, Coach. Um, and I talked to him about judging in MMA. He spoke about judging in MMA and why we don't use retired fighters and things like that. There, there could possibly be conflicts of interest. You're a retired fighter. You might have fought someone who's still on a car tonight. Or vice versa, you might have teammates. Or you might be still coaching. So there, there are inevitably great potentials of conflicts of interest in using retired fighters. I get it. It sucks because you would think that's, that's a, a no-brainer, but I also understand how that could go the wrong way real quick. So, I, I, I think that's a fair point. I, I hadn't actually thought about that. You know, and I don't know that the, that the UFC or, or commissions would want to have that long database that you would need to be like, all the different permutations of ways that someone could be, you know, connected to someone else. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you're right. I'd, I'd really judges. be interested in finding out what are the requirements for someone to become a judge. I, uh, so this past weekend, um, I actually refereed some Muay Thai bouts yeah. and for Fury Kickboxing Championship here in, in Dallas, Texas. And they had a few judges there. And I, I, what I, I spoke to the judges. I, you know, I asked them some of them their background. One was a former fighter. The other one was, I guess, would would be a sponsor for Fury. Um, so I kind of I kind of understand that. You know, you're giving us a, a shout out to someone who's allowing your your organization to continue to operate. Conflict of interest here. I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I don't know how how deep that goes. But one of the guys was a, a retired fighter or a former fighter. And I remember um, there was a fight that was basically they boiled down to it wasn't even a split decision. They were torn over who, and they came to me as the referee like, "What do we do?" Luckily, it was a Muay Thai fight. I said, "Hey, we're going an extra round. Right. We got more action." Right. And I called it a sudden death round. I was like, "I'm I'm the referee. I can't judge this fight. I'm watching this fight to make sure my fighters are safe. So I don't feel it's fair for me to to, to decide who's winning that fight. I, I forced these guys into a position." To make that decision. Well, you know, I like that sudden sudden victory is what they were calling it, right? Yeah. So I like that that option. If you don't know, 
Let let's fight another round. Let's fight one more round. Bad part about that was after so after the third round, the fighters were already taking off gloves, taking off their gear. And I was like, guys, we're going again. And I could see in their faces, like, just that look of what? Like an adrenaline dump almost instantly. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, but you know, I I don't I don't want the wrong person being declared a winner here. Right. So, but then again, when it's that close, can there be a wrong person? I don't know necessarily, but we're talking about judges who make the wrong decision. Right. Initially. So, let's say we got a judge who scored it the wrong way, and it made it close as a result. Or, you know, it, it, it put it in that gray zone. Let's go ahead and put the stamp on it. We're fighting another round. That's fair. All right, walking to the ring, we got some more heavyweights. If the heavyweights so, are going the way that this was tonight... I, I'm excited about these heavyweights. We got Sergey Spivak. The polar bear. The polar bear fighting out of Moldovia, Mirror Productions. He's fighting number 14, Ty Tuivasa. Who's your money on in this fight? Ty Tuivasa. I'm, I'm going to side with you on that one, man. I think Ty gets it done. Woo! I think Ty gets it done. So this is the biggest underdog of the night right here. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. I wasn't aware of so, that. So Tuivasa has a minus... 380, and uh, Sergey Spivak has a positive 300, a plus 300. So, uh, yeah, he's a pretty big underdog uh, comparatively to the rest of the fights tonight. I, I like Tuivasa in all kinds of ways. So, Sergey is walking to the ring, and I noticed this the other day during weigh-ins. Not only is he denoted as the polar bear, he has a polar bear tattoo with the cage behind the tat on it, man. You know what? I've seen uglier tattoos. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that tattoo some respect. Hey. Like like you know Tiago Santos and that ugly hammer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got you got Max Holloway with the with the wings that don't match. Well, there's there's a story on those wings. I got I know, but I'm one's just saying. A, one's are, one one of them is the, the wings of an angel. The other one is I guess the, the wings, wings of, of a devil. Yeah, but but still, it's ugly. We talking about we're not we're not talking about symbolic tattoos. We're talking about ugly tattoos. Ugly tats. I get uh, it. I, I forgot the this name of the polar bear tat is pretty ugly, but I do like the cage behind it on it. Like it, it is. He's nice. letting us know, hey man, I'm here to fight. Now, now, um, Sergey Spivak ran into a train called Walt Harris. I'm not familiar. Walt in his Harris? last last fight, Walt Harris. Walt Harris. It's not ringing a bell. Yeah, he's okay. a he's like a he's a he's a wrestler heavyweight. Harris knocked him out in the first round, um, and so it screwed up all of his stats. Wow. So this is a guy who absorbs 20, 20 strikes per minute. And Ty Tuivasa making his way to the ring. Ty Tuivasa. Now, what's interesting is Ty Tuivasa is coming out with the other national flag for Australia. The Mayor. Is, what well, is no, these are the aboriginal flag. Maori yeah. is, is, is uh, New Zealand. Okay. So this is the aboriginal flag. So, of course, we know, much like the Native Americans here in, North, in, in, in the United States, Australians also came in and, and really took over the land from the, from the, the indigenous people. Correct. So as part of a um, unification of the country, what they did was they declared this unified aboriginal flag as another national flag for Australia. Nice. So when you when you go to Australia, you will see the red, white, and blue Australian flag, and then the red, gold, and black flag flying next to it. It's a really cool thing. I'm gonna keep my thoughts to myself on that one because I, I would love to see something like that take place in other places that have a history of colonialism. So, <laughs> so Tui Vasa's walking out. He's not really walking out. He's strutting out like he's Ric Flair. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't go, woo, at the end of it. I'll tell you what we probably are going to see after he wins tonight is a shoey. A shoey. You want to talk about what a shoey is? So apparently in Australia, there's this uh, tradition where you pour beer into the shoe of a person who just wore it. And you drink the beer from the shoe. That's nasty. That is more than nasty. That's nasty. I'm not drinking. That, that's so nasty. I don't even want to think about. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's, and it's like a dude's shoe. It's not even like a lady's shoe. It, regardless, it's, someone put their foot in there 
It's probably all smelly, nasty, sweaty. But it's beer, so it's like it's going to kill a lot of germs, right? Whatever. It's alcohol. It'd kill the germs. It's just beer. Okay, I'm not a beer drinker. I can't imagine adding toe jam to the beer to make it taste any better. Hashtag toe jam in my beer. Hashtag toe jam in my beer. So, so who's your money on? My money's on Tuivasa. I don't like the fact that he came out so cavalier. I like them whenever they're strictly business coming out to the ring. To, to, is he coming off of a loss? Uh, yes, he is. He he got he got he got so, uh, knocked out. No, he got beaten by unanimous decision by Blagoj Ivanov. So he's got something to show tonight. He he he's got something he needs to put down and show. Yeah, and and, and he's fighting in his home country. Yeah, so he's on a two-fight losing streak actually. Wow, I really wasn't aware of that. So he lost to Ivanov, and then he, he got knocked out by uh, uh, Junior Dos Santos. Okay. So so he actually really needs this fight. It, it concerns me that he's walking out so 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 Cavalier. cavalierly. So we'll see if Spivak makes it happen, but I'm going to stay with, 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 with Tuivasa. I, get, I think we're going to knock out first round. You know, there's, there's a big weight discrepancy in this one, too. Woo! I didn't pounds. notice that. 30 pounds. Yeah, man. This, this, this is going to be a good one. Who you got? I'm going with Tavasa, man. I also see Paula Acosta in the crowd over there hugging up. And, you know, Paula has been calling out both um, Adesanya and Whitaker on this. He's like. Yeah. I think he wants Adesanya, though. He said that he's going to knock out Adesanya. He said he's cheering for Adesanya because he wants to beat him. So here's the thing. I think that if Adesanya wins, they're going to pull Paula Acosta in the ring and do a face-off. All right. All right. Well, we are announcing the fighters. We are going to be right back after these results. All right. We have a result. And Sergey Spivak, the polar bear, he eats tonight. He surprised everybody. He clubbed the seal. Dude, 30-pound weight difference. In it, and, yeah, he caught him slipping, man. Put him to sleep. He put him to sleep. Arm triangle. You were saying it didn't look like it was tight. His hand... Tuivasa didn't respond. I, I think it was. A, I think it was a, a legit, uh, legit arm triangle. I think he was just tired and, and gassed out. So initially, he had the, the, the right defense up. When you, when you get arm triangle like that, you go telephone. You put your hand to your ear and telephone. At some point, hats off to um, Polar Bear. He put that arm out straight, so I could see that part. But I don't think Tuivasa was asleep. I think Tuivasa was tired and just gave up. Yeah, so that's one of those. That, I, I don't know if you want to call this adrenaline dump, but he's fighting in front of his home crowd, and he, and I was talking about the fact that you did. I, did, you, I didn't like the fact that he, he came, came out, out too so cavalier. too cavalier, and and so he comes out cavalier. His first strike is a leg kick that knocks his opponent down, and then he ends up expending all of his energy. Comes out gas in the second round. One of the things Paula Bear did really well, was he repeatedly shot for the takedown. I think you said he had three, maybe four takedowns Absolutely. in the first round. Yep. And this goes back to what we spoke about earlier, man, making adjustments in between rounds. When Tuvasa went back to his corner, I don't know what his corner told him or didn't tell him, but what they should have said was, you know what, you're getting taken down, throw the knee. Throw the knee. Even if you get shot, take it, you're, it's already happening. Sweep the leg. What are you going to lose by it? Right. But he didn't. He was gassed out, and the next thing you know, it's another takedown to mount, to arm triangle, to a win for the polar bear. Dude, my hat's off to him, man. I, I did not see that coming. I didn't either. I'm not doing too well tonight. I'm, I'm over right now. So, you at least had Lima. That, that one wasn't a hard one to pick. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we have next up on the card? All right. Next on the card is Al Iaquinta, raging. Wow, Al Iaquinta. We're at the co-main event the already. Co-main already versus the Hangman, Dan Hooker. So I think this is going to be a very good fight. We're about to see Al Iaquinta's boxing. Al's last fight was Sarah who? Longo. Uh, his last fight was against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. He lost he by lost unanimous decision. Okay. And before that, I think he fought Khabib for a title. Correct. Uh, yeah, I think he had one more fight in between there. Bef but he, he fought recently before that, uh, Habib. Al is game. He is. But I'm really liking Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker, the hangman. So, this is about to be a boxer versus a kicker matchup is what I'm really seeing in this. Um, I feel like box 
I'm sorry. I feel like kicking beats boxing. When Maybe I'm, so, but I'm saying that if Dan Hooker is going to win this fight, I like to see him on the ground doing some some grappling. Actually, I know you don't like I, that. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not looking for that from from Dan. But, I want to see a stand up exchange all fight long. Make Al eat the kick. Make Al make those adjustments to those kicks. Well, you know, the fact that Cowboy Cerrone is also a Muay Thai fighter and that Iaquinta lost by unanimous decision, I think bodes well for Hooker. Yeah, stick to the game plan. But Sierra Longo. Sierra so Longo. He's got a great coach, and I'm sure that that's an adjustment that they're, they're, they've been working with Al. But Al is just such a boxer by heart. He wants to throw hands, man. And it's, it's hard not to revert to your roots when you're under pressure. My keys to victory for, uh, and shout out keys to victory, John, John Keys, uh, for, for Ally Quinta is to get inside, grapple on the cage, turn it into a, into a street fight where you can't kick. He's too close. I can see that. You turn but, it to knees and elbows, uh, but. A real Muay Thai guy, you come in within my range, I'm still going to kick you. I'm just going to go to the leg. You know, I, I've got. With kicking, you got range, you got distance, you got different ways to use those weapons, and and people don't get it. We always think of, of striking with hands. We know you got the jab, you got the cross, you got the hooks, and on top of it, you got shovel punches. You got four or five different mixtures of weapons there. With kicks, it's 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 actually more varied. You can target different parts of the body. You can throw different types of kick. You got question mark kicks. You got leg kicks. You got the calf kick. You got the body kick. You got, I mean, you got pendulum kicks. You got push kicks. You could go on a kicking buffet all night long. Yeah, but will he? If he's getting pressured, if Ally Quint is in his face raging, has him up against the cage, got underhooks on him, controlling his body. How many I, fights have you called correctly tonight? I am zero. I got no fights called correctly. And who are you calling for on this one? Raging Al Iaquinta. Hey, Folks, by the way, if you are are you if you're betting tonight, do not listen to the advice of Ryan. He's 0 and 2. Hey, tell me tell me something. You know who else is 0, 0 for tonight? The hometown guy. <laughs> I like how you went there, but Yeah, yeah. So so Dan Hooker or Ally Quinta is the hometown guy tonight. My money is on Dan Hooker. I think we're going to see an upset. Um, and I think you're going to see this crowd in Australia lose their minds. Well, well, well Dan Hooker is the favorite. He, he is the favorite. However, um, the, one of the things that I saw on the stats is that Dan Hooker eats more punches than he, than he, than he throws. And, and, and that always concerns me. I want to root for a fighter. I shouldn't say, this is where in Australia, I shouldn't say root for a fighter. It means something totally different. Um, I want to support a fighter who throw, who lands more punches than he throw than, than he than eats. He catch, yeah. And 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 that's Ally Quinta. So I'm gonna go with Ally Quinta for this. And I think that uh, if Dan Hooker wins, it'll be by sub. Watch. Wow. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, that's right. I think it's Randy Travis had a song back in the 90s that said, I told you so. I'm gonna be singing that tonight after this result. We shall see. We shall see. All right. So since we got a little bit of time before they walk in, you and I were talking about something that happened over on the other side at Bellator. Michael Venom Page. Yeah. I forgot about that. Dan Mergliata. Yeah. So apparently Dan Mergliata um, warned or issued several warnings to Michael Venom Page about his flair and unsportsmanlike conduct or unbecoming conduct of a fighter. And I think the discussion you and I were, ha were having was whether or not it is a referee's job to concern himself or to direct the showmanship of a fighter. You know, I, so Dan Mergliata gave him a direct instruction to stop all the playing around, stop all the talk, and just fight. What he, what, what he said in, in his interview is that Michael Venom Page was outclassing this kid. There was no need for it. He just just finished it. That to toy around with playing with your food is just unbecoming of a champion. He gave him a direct order. 
and Michael Venom Page really didn't listen to him. So he took a point, and when Michael Venom Page won the fight, he tried to have a conversation with him, which with this is all Dan Regalado's words. Tried to have a conversation with him. Um, Michael Venom Page kind of dismissed him, and then he said he called him a piece of s. Yeah, for the kids out there, earmuffs. So, so that is what that's what happened. And 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 I I really do feel like even if it's not the ref's job to adjudicate what is considered good sportsmanship within the within the within the ring. It is the fighter's responsibility to take commands from the referee and follow them. So, so that's my argument: is that while I think, as 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 a viewer of the fight, as a fan of the sport, that we need to see good sportsmanship because this sport is rooted in the traditions of honor and respect. Should referees be drawing the line on what's good sportsmanship? And what's flair? I I, I I think that I mean we've we've seen Michael Venom Page fight. You know, and, and we, you know what he's known for. You know what he's known he, for. He's he's gonna do something with some dramatic flair. He's gonna throw a Pokemon ball at you after he beats you. He's, but that's after the fight. We're talking about in the fight, during the fight. You know, but I go back to even if it's not the referee's responsibility. It is a referee's responsibility to be listened to. And if the fighter is not following the commands of the referee, then that's a problem. So as a referee, I, one of us is a referee I, here. I, I, have to, I have to intervene. I referee fights. And as a ref, yeah, I want to see fighters be professional and do those things. But as a referee, I also need to be professional in myself myself in the fact that I need to stay within certain boundaries and referee the fight. I think I was speaking with you earlier. These judges came to me and was like, hey, what do we do about this fight? How do we call it? I'm the referee. That's not my job. I'm, you're asking me to step outside of my boundaries. And honestly, I love Dan Murray Dopest referee in the game besides Herb and maybe one or two others. But I think he's kind of stepping outside of his boundaries. Not only that, he voiced afterwards or said some things afterwards that if I was a fighter I'd be concerned to have this referee officiating my fight well because and, he's coming into it with a biased opinion well and 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 that's what Michael Venom Page said he would never have Mergliata ref his fights and Mergliata said I would never ref uh Michael Venom Page fight again because he is now biased he said so he said Listen, How do we know I, you're not biased against any other fighters that we don't know about? Yeah, but, you know, at, at, the, at, the, at the same time, it's like we, we, we can't start speculating that. We don't have any evidence. We, but we do know there, there's a history of fighters with this kind of flair. Conor McGregor. Um, of course, Michael Venom Page. We know the there DS are fighters brothers. out there that do this. And so how can I not think that, Dan, you're, you're going to have that opinion of fighters who have that kind of yeah, but if, if you know going in there that this referee will give you an instruction to stop playing around and fight, follow the instruction. I think referees have to be held just as accountable because we are, we are helping officiate a fight that determines the career paths of guys who come in there to put everything on the line. But if, you, if you're playing around, I mean, we, we talked about this with, with, with Tuivasa. He's coming in there, skipping and playing around, not taking it seriously. And what happened to him? You live and die by your sword. But it's not my as a, as a referee. It's not my job to tell you change your behavior unless you're doing something that is outside of of, of the lines of, as far as the fight that are illegal that are are hurting the other fighter in a direct way that's illegal, something like that. As a referee, I'm there to officiate and be sure that you remain within the boundaries of the rules. And I'm sorry, there is no rule that says I can't show my behind in the ring or in the cage. All right. Well, I mean, you 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 are you are the subject matter expert on this. I, topic. I wouldn't call myself a SME, but I get what you're saying. So, 
you know, what do you guys think? I mean, you, if you're listening to this, do you think that a referee should be able to dick, to, you know, to, to comment or have an opinion on how a fighter is behaving in the ring? I've seen it before. I, 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 here locally, I've seen fighters who come in and there's beef between camps, and one fighter comes in and flips off the other fighter from across the cage. Is that outside of the boundary? Should a referee be intervening in and say, no, you can't do that? You can't gesture to another man across the cage who you're about to go try to, you know, defeat? You know what? I, I, I think what we need to do is I think we need to put a pause on, on, on this conversation and watch the Michael Venom Page fight together. Okay. I'd and, like that. And, 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 and Tomorrow see, we're doing another show. Maybe that's an opportunity yeah. for us and, and just see, to revisit this. Do, do we think that it was outside of even what Michael Venom Page does? Because, okay. I mean, he does he does a lot of showmanship stuff. He does a lot of game playing around and stuff like that. But maybe maybe it was just it was just constant where he wasn't even fighting anymore. He was just playing around. I, I, can, I can see the referee saying, hey, there's a break in the action. You need to push the pace. You need to go, you know, that. But to tell him to stop showboating or things like that, no. If, if you feel a fighter is not pressing the pace, not pushing the action, you have every right to say, hey, I need you to step it up. I need you to put put action in. You, you guys need to liven this up. That is his job. Yeah. To tell him no flair, no dramatics, no any of that, and he's continuing to push the pace and do whatever needs it. You're right. We need to watch this fight together and form a better or more informed opinion. All right. Ally so, Quinta is in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. He is in the ring. The winner of this fight is in the ring. So. Oh, he, he's made his pick. I'm sorry. Combat Sports Nation, I want you to hear it here. Who did you pick again, Ryan? At Raging Al Iaquinta. I love Al. I do. I don't think he gets it done tonight. I think Dan Hooker comes out on top. All right, we're going to see. We are getting ready for the co-main event announcements. You have our picks. We'll be back after these results. We have the result. Dan, the hangman, Hooker wins by unanimous decision. There was also a 10-8 round. Do Hooker put on a performance tonight. Basic clinic. I mean, leg kick, leg kick, threw the head kick at some point, kept distance, kept range. He fought a great fight, high fight IQ. Um, who's the call out for? I thought he was doing a call out. I don't know who he's calling out. It's hard to hear. So, But I was so disappointed in Ally Quinton. Now, I know that Dan Hooker was, was using range expertly. So it's not easy to get in to where he needed to be. Uh, Hooker had a five-inch reach advantage. Correct. Um, but what I wanted to see was Ally Quinta just come in, come forward, because the times when he did land some pretty good shots, while they were late in the round and, and probably didn't have enough power on them, it's when he was pressing forward, throwing punches, multiple punches, forcing Dan Hooker to go back. And there wasn't so, enough of that. Uh, again, Hooker is a kickboxer, Muay Thai background. A lot of a lot of Muay Thai guys like to fight walking backwards. It's it's not the it's probably not the best thing for you to come at me and let me walk backwards. I'm you're gonna you're gonna eat some shots. Right, but Ally Quinta is gonna have to eat some shots. So this 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 is this is what I got for you. You can stand at range and eat some shots, or you can rush in. Eat some shots, but land some shots. I think Ray Longo and Matt gave Iaquinta the best advice. I think in that third round, if you notice, he came out in the third round and he started kicking back. Yeah. And he had a little success with that. You you don't beat a kicker with boxing. If it, it you, you just it's not going to happen in that same way. You got to use boxing and kicking back. You got to use both weapons to go back at somebody who's kicking you. And if you look at all fight long. Yeah, Hooker touched him up with a jab, jab, leg kick, jab, jab, leg kick. All fighting. And the long, leg kick became did. a problem. You started seeing Al Quinn lowering his hand. And, and and when you do that. You're going to get that. Well, we saw it. Hooker fight. At one point, he threw the head kick. I don't I don't remember if it was clean or. It, yeah. Well, it, it, it's pretty funny. Like, we were talking about we need to record the conversations between the rounds. Well, when the round's going on, because. It was funny because you're like, all right, now's when I throw the head kick. And then, of course, that's when Hooker throws the head kick. And it's like, you Muay Thai people, you just <laughs> you just know this sport. It's, man, you got to love it, though. It, it, Muay Thai is a beautiful martial art, man. Like, 
When you see guys with great Muay Thai, it's a thing of beauty. You should really go watch some Muay Thai fights. I'm going to send you some Instagram posts of some great Muay Thai fighters. Well, You need to, to develop an appreciation for the clinch, an appreciation for Muay Femurs, the technical guys, and some of the Golden Era guys, man. I think you would really like that. All right. Well, maybe that's something we can do is do like a, um, you know, a primer for anybody who wants to get into Muay Thai. You know, we just publish on the website. All This is what you need to watch and what you need to understand in order to understand this sport of Muay Thai. Yeah, definitely. That'd be cool. But when you're talking about a thing of beauty in Muay Thai, you can't not talk about the main event in Israel Adesanya. This is a guy who is elite of the elite when it comes to Muay Thai. I, I don't know if I would call Adesanya a Muay Thai guy necessarily. All right, what would you call him? He, he's, he's a kickboxer. He practices Muay Thai, but he's got an, a, a very different style than just Muay Thai. Okay. He's an elite striker by all means, but I wouldn't call what I see with Adesanya Muay Thai. I don't know if he calls it Muay Thai necessarily. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, it, you're, you're probably right. It's probably more just plain kickboxing. I wouldn't call it plain by no means. It's well, elite. No, when, when, when Israel Adesanya does it, it's not plain. Not at all. But it is not the traditional Muay Thai. His striking IQ, his striking ability is just on a whole nother planet. Like, we're on Earth. This guy is, is he's hanging out on Pluto. He's, he's been to some other worlds when it comes to striking. Just, just for the record, Pluto is not a planet. He's hanging out on asteroids, other planets, traveling the universe. He's, he's out been of this in other galaxies. He's out of this world. There you go. <laughs> so, we, a lot of people are talking about Israel Adesanya. It, it, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the Reaper, Bobby Knuckles, Robert so, Whitaker. Whitaker. I really like this guy. He's got a, a very mixed martial arts background. He has a karate-type stance, karate background, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I'm not sure what particular karate style. Um, he stands very square, which is going to do well in this fight with Adesanya. Um, but... Putting my money on the line, I'm going with Adesanya. You know what Adesanya is going to have to overcome, though, is the potential for Whitaker's wrestling. I think a lot of people underestimate his wrestling because he's not known as a wrestler. He, he doesn't really have a wrestling background. But if you look at all of his last fights, he's had to overcome wrestlers. Yoel Romero twice. Twice. You know, Yoel is an Olympic wrestler. Yeah, I, th I think so, uh, I think he also had Jacare too. I don't. Jacare. Sure. Specialist in jiu-jitsu. So you can't help but up your game when you fight guys on that kind of world stage, those, those caliber of fighters when it comes to the ground game and wrestling. And so Brunson, Brunson was another one. Um, and honestly, the only wrestler we've seen out of Sonya face was Brunson. He devastated him with, with you know, well, Kevin, with ease. Kev Kelvin Gastelum as well. Kevin didn't wrestle him, though. He didn't. But the thing, well, the thing is, is that... Kelvin did touch him, though. Absolutely. And so... John Jones made a remark about it. He's like, dude, you got beat up by a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is going to be an interesting fight. The, Vegas has this fight really close. I don't think it's going to be close. I, I can foresee either guy winning. Devastating knockout. I don't well, let me not say that. Adesanya is not necessarily known for knockouts in MMA. He's known for knockouts in kickboxing. If I'm Whitaker, I don't try to kickbox with this guy. I wrestle, 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 touch, touch, touch. Light him up, light him up. Those kind of things. I, I, I just constantly switch from wrestling to boxing, wrestling to kicking, wrestling to clinch. Just constantly giving him different looks. That's the way you're going to beat Adesanya. You can't stay with one art form with, with Adesanya. Yeah, he's now, gonna catch your timing, and he's gonna catch you. Adesanya is coming out with dancers. He's coming out with dancers, y'all. You said earlier this doesn't bode well for. Uh, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Now Adesanya is that kind of guy who who can survive that. Oh, we got the haka going on. Broken native tattoos. 
They're doing the haka. It's just too much. This is too much. Just walk out. Dude, this is how you crown a king. This is too much. This is too much. I can't. I don't know, man. This is how you crown a king, dude. He's doing choreography. Coming out. Stylebender. Uh-oh. It's too much. It's too much. I hear you saying this now. Let's revisit this at the end of the fight. He better win. That's all I'm saying. If he does, if he, if, if, if Adesanya doesn't win at this point, if he, he better win. He better win. I hear you talking, man. He better win. Dude, it's 80 much. plus fights. It's too much. 80 plus Just walk fights. out. Just walk out. This is not the first time this young man has done this. Just walk out. I get what you're saying. This is back to that Dan Mergliata fight we were talking about. I, that's why I'm on Dan Mergliata's side, because I'm like, just walk out. But that, I feel like that's your personal opinion. You're coming across kind of biased it right is, now. No, it's my opinion. I'm not saying it's a fact. I'm saying it's an opinion. What my makes opinion it too much? Is, where, where's the line drawn? Why, okay. why do you get to determine what that line is? It's too much for me. I don't like it. So I get to determine where the line is. I don't get to determine where his line is, because clearly, if I did, he wouldn't do it. He'd be walking to the ring. But for me, it's too much. I think you're witnessing the crowning of a king tonight. I hope so, but I'm not picking him. I'm going, I'm gonna tell you like this. I had Robert Whitaker when this fight was announced. I've had Robert Whitaker all the way up to this point. Whoa. I will tell you this. I saw the there stats. There was some dissension in the rates when you started studying. No, 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 yeah. I saw the stats. I, I, I did the research. This is a scary fight for Robert Whitaker. So the thing that people really underestimate with Adesanya is his grit, his determination, his – we haven't – we keep saying we haven't seen him tested in the, in the UFC. We haven't seen him get put to the grind, somebody working him. He, he's on the, end, the losing end of an exchange and come back. But this guy's got 80-plus fights that we haven't seen in kickboxing. He's been tested. He's been put He's been the knocked fire. out. He's been knocked out. He's, this is nothing new for him. And if he loses this fight, you're going to see him turn humble and could turn around and pick it right back up. And next start fight. walking out to the fights. Uh, I hear you, but I just think we're witnessing out. the crowning of a king tonight, bro. Like, don't celebrate before the fight. Celebrate after the fight. I mean, so, so what you're telling me is when you coach, because you are a coach, you're cool with your fighters having dancers and choreography before the fight. You're not going to say nothing to them about hum humility. You're not going to say nothing to them about sportsmanship. You're just going to be like, you know what? You can dance whatever you want coming to the ring. I'm not the one walking into the ring putting my life on the line. And so if my fighter is comfortable doing those things, I want him to do whatever it takes to get him up for this fight. This man is stepping on the world stage. He, he spoke about it. Five years ago, Ronda Rousey's 193, uh, her and I think it was Holly Holm. Yep. He's like, I was in the bleachers. I'm here on the stage now. That means something to him, man. What you just saw right there was what I spoke about earlier. He was doing this, choreography. This full circle for him. He was doing choreography. This young man was watching from the rafters five years ago. It's a great like, story. I'm here now on stage. It's a I'm great story. I'm going to shine. It's a great story, but. You call it a story. I'm telling you, he is living his life. It's I, not a story for him. You're telling me a story. You're recounting his life. But what I'm saying is this. That time that you spent learning choreography with dancers, you could have been taking a couple of more, couple of more wrestling, grappling, drills you could have done something i'm just saying if he does not win this fight lord help him i think you're overselling the showmanship part of this come on reaper and I, 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 we need some humility up in this place look at him look at robert whitaker just walking out 
He's walking out. Wait, is he doing choreography? Does he have dancers? No, he doesn't at all. So you're picking Whitaker, correct? I, as much as I know how talented and how dangerous and what the stats say about Israel Adesanya making people look silly, I'm going to stay on this train. I bought the ticket. I'm not getting off at one station before. This is going to be a difficult fight for Adesanya. But I think he gets the job done. I'm calling it decision win for Adesanya. I'm saying that this is a close one. We'll probably be re rewinding this one, but I'm going to give it I'm going to I'm going to give it to uh, to Robert Whitaker by decision. All right. All right, those are our picks. We'll be back after these results. We are back with the results and new middleweight champion of the world, Israel Adesanya, defeats Robert Whitaker with a second round TKO. This was a dismantling of the Reaper. Are you eating a little crow right now? Man, if I had the soundboard up, I would play the crow. So in retrospect, seeing him dance beforehand and watching his performance, what what do you think? Like, I mean, I mean, I, I I just I don't I don't like it. But the fact is, is that if you back can, it up, can back it up, then I can't. What can I say? I can't say anything. Did you feel like he backed it up tonight? One hundred percent. One thousand. One million percent. This was a this was a clinic of clinics. Bobby Knuckles is, is speaking right now. We can't hear quite what he's saying, but I'd really be interested, man. He, hats off to him, man. He is a great fighter. He, no shame in what he did tonight. He came out. He tried. Unfortunately, he just couldn't get it done. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm sure we're going to see that young man go back to the drawing board, and we're going to see another title fight under uh, for him. Yeah. I, I. You know, the thing is, is that we may be seeing a, the next generation of fighters in the middleweight division. You know, we always have that moment where you see a fighter who was so far ahead of the rest of the pack. Like, Robert Whitaker was a scary man up until tonight. Yeah. And then Israel Adesanya dismantled him. Israel Adesanya walks out with dancers, does choreography, walks to the ring, plays the entire time, and then finishes arguably one of the scariest people at 185. In true fashion. And and, and, he, and he wasn't even touched, really. And it wasn't what? They didn't really even touch him. Dude, he, he's walking out smiling, happy. He's going to party tonight. So, I don't think he, he has any damage. I don't think he does. He could probably fight tomorrow. I mean, that's what he's done. Yeah. Nine guys in three days. How can you not like the guy, man? Oh, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I just personally thought that the biggest fight of his night, his life, the biggest fight of his career, at least in mixed martial arts, was tonight. I, was, I would have thought he was strictly business. You know, and he calls himself the runt of his family. He's like, I'm not even the best wow. out of my family. He's like, if you... If, if, all right, let, let's let's recap this. Um, I don't necessarily need to talk about my picks. How uh, did you go tonight? You know what? Hey, John keys the victory. Hey, uh, KC, I'd really like to hear how my friend Ryan did tonight as far as picks. All right, here we go. Justin Taffa got knocked out by Jorgen DeCastro. That was the uh, the one where he was coming in, caught him on the chin, and he just landed the landed the seven forty seven right. Jorgen the... eyes closed, De Castro. <laughs> uh, in the next fight, Diego Lima won by uh, beat Luke uh, Juno. Yeah, that... I don't even know what to say about that fight. Uh, uh, Diego outclassed him. Absolutely, absolutely. In the next fight, tied to Ivasa was upset by Sergey Spivak, the polar bear. I Al Iaquina couldn't get it done against Dan Hooker. He just got picked apart. I think we're seeing an, the, another rising of, of that new generation of fighters with Hooker. Hey, do I think he's top 10? Yes. 
No, I don't actually. And that division, that 155 division, is so deep, man. That, Aya, that's Khabib's home. Aya Quinta was number six. Regardless, I I don't know if Aya Quinta deserved to be number six. Then Aya Quinta's number six. He he got to You got to at least put Dan Hooker at number ten. He's in the top ten. I, I need to look at the list and see who all's there. But I mean, you got Edson Barbosa, Paul Felder, Khabib. Hell, you might Tony. Dustin Poirier, Tony Ferguson, and Conor McGregor. That division is just so deep, man. It's, it's going to be hard for Hooker to get in there and really make some noise right out the gate. I Quinta, I love him to death, but at this point, I felt like he was a gatekeeper for that top ten division. So yeah, Hooker should jump in the top ten, but he's going to have a hard time stay, ma maintaining it there. He was on a big stage tonight. He showed up. He put on a great performance. I'd like to see him against somebody else in that top ten. I don't know if Iaquinta necessarily should have been there. I think right. Iaquinta was there because of his Khabib fight. Okay. And then the main event of the evening, Israel Adesanya defeats Robert Whitaker via knockout. Beautiful fight. Beautiful. Sorry your, your man lost like that. You know what? I, I've, I've always been a person. I mean, I, I, saw, I saw the stats. When I saw the stats, like, I picked Robert Whitaker just because of his past performances. But when you stack the st the stats up next to each other, and, and and this this is this is the one. Two point oh seven strikes absorbed per minute, landing twice that. He did, so he Israel Adesanya lands two punches for every one punch he takes. Did you see how many strikes Whitaker missed tonight? And they they were all like missed by inches. It's one thing to miss by a lot. You're like, okay, yeah, I missed that. When you wait, miss by inches, when I, when I shave and I touch hair and I miss, I'm upset. That is self-defeating. Yeah. Missing by a lot is my picks tonight. <laughs> All right, so that's it. We, we got really bad karaoke going on in the background, so that's our sign to, to pack this up. Hey, George, it's always a pleasure. Likewise, it's always a pleasure to see you, man. I, I enjoy doing this with you so much. Speaking of doing this, folks, ladies and gentlemen, October, what is it, 18th, 19th? 19th. Um, there is an exhibition show being put on here in Richardson at Dominion Fight Championship. And Combat Sports Talk is going to be in the house. Yes, we are. We're going to podcast. With some amateur fighters, man. Uh, so amateur Muay Thai and amateur boxing. Um, so tune in or stay tuned and be on the lookout for that, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I, we're, we're gonna, I'm excited about it. And, and, and George is going to be coaching me up on Muay Thai in the meantime. Not only that, I'll be refereeing a lot of the fights that night. And in between refereeing, I might come over and um, give my two cents on the podcast, as well as we'll be interviewing some local talent and probably some of the better coaches in the area, including Saxon, Janjira, my coach, um, Coach Astridar over at uh, Dominion, and any other other coaches that, that are there that night, man. All right. It's going to be a great night. All right. Well, for George G. Money Stallworth, my name is Ryan Smith. And we are reminding you to keep your hands up, your chin tucked, and throw bombs. We'll catch you next time.